I'm Jonathan Messenger, broadcasting to you live from my home, where I record a kid's podcast with my son, Griffin. John dreams of inspiring other parents to create something with their kids. American Family Insurance is helping to make that dream happen right now. Dad, what else does a monster look like? It was so huge. John's podcast began at home, and your dreams can too. Learn more about American Family's home insurance at mfam.com. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin, 53783. Reset, John Sean was talking about. Oh, yeah, minimal shoes? Yeah, like that we wear shoes that don't, we don't know. We don't know. It's time to take a deep breath, a little deeper and settle in with your host, Spa and Wellness Director, Genesee. Starting right now on the Wellness Hour on Karma Radio. Welcome to your Wellness Hour brought to you by Inn and Spa Walden. Here's your 30 second rundown on how the Wellness Hour works. Like any good story, we have a beginning, middle, and end. The beginning of the show will review what has been meaning we will take an exciting, deeper look at some of our lecture topics that ran the previous week at Walden. The middle will include what is happening now. Here we will tap into the energy of the present moment and see collectively what is surrounding all of us at this time. The end will give a sneak peek into what's to come, who's up next week, and what wellness activities are available for you to enjoy in the weeks to come. So let's twist time and start this hour in the past. Here we go. Good morning, Karma listeners. I am Genesee, one of your hosts today, and in studio with me is Emily Daniels. Nice to see you again. Yes. <laughs> so we were just talking and chatting like uh, any two girls in a room alone would, and looked up at the clock, and it's 11.59, and <laughs> my heart starts thumping. We were having such good conversation. So um, ah, there was so much I wanted to talk about, but now I kind of just want to follow the flow of what we, were, what we were discussing. Okay, we're going to twist time and go to the past, Emily, since you missed last week. Were you here, have you missed the last two weeks? Mm, I know, I, I missed la just last week. I last was week. Okay, so um, not, to, <laughs> not to beat a dead horse as <laughs> saying goes. Wal Walden also, right? We have a horse head logo. Um, not to beat a dead horse, but I want to talk a, a little bit about um, the, <laughs> the cacao. Don't turn away, everybody on Karma. Don't turn away. This is going to be short and brief and very different than what we were talking about the last two times we've been talking about the cacao journey. Um, but I want to talk about my personal experience because <laughs> Last week, um, we had beautiful Barry Rosencrantz, who is a, a yoga teacher and was one of the participants in the cacao journey. 
we had Kristen Joseph here, who also was a participant. So, and Sarah Swati had called back in from uh, from awesome. Syracuse. So we, I mean, the whole the whole I think fifty minutes was cacao journey again, and yeah. uh, as just like last the two weeks ago. So this is totally different. So stay tuned. I promise it's going to be very different. It's going to be about my experience, and it's going to take a little turn because I didn't get to say this last week because. Let me turn this down a little bit more, but um, I didn't say it last week because we were talking, um, anyways, we were just, everybody was sharing and I didn't want to go into the full detail of my journey. <laughs> it would have taken a long time. You know how that goes, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, the really interesting thing about the cacao journey for me, um, I had set some intentions. Um, and uh, one of the things that had come through was that I, um, as we were doing the cacao, I, I, so I work with, I, I work with the unseen world, right? I work with energy that's not seen, but I can hear it. I can see it behind closed eyes. Um, and these are what people call guides or angels or teachers, masters, whatever you want to put a name to this, right? So it's right. different dimensional energy that I work with. And um, so through the cacao journey, one of the things that uh, was told to me was, um, you basically you don't. It's and it's not. This sounds a little weird, but it's not that you don't need us. But it was like you don't almost need to rely on us. That we're just working through you because you're a clear channel. Basically, was what was implied through the collectives that I work with. And so I took that. And um, and after the cacao journey, I had mentioned last week that. I couldn't even get up. Um, I so Sarah Swati at the very end of the beautiful sound experience had got us all into a seated position and was talking about the bowls and the elemental bowls and what was infused into these beautiful singing bowls and um, and she had she she had taken a lot of questions and I was sitting there and I was like stop with the questions I have to get out of here I started like sweating and I was. Wow. It, I was, it was as if I was having a really bad trip <laughs> from the cacao journey, right? I was just like, I can't be with all these people right now. I just need to get out of here. And so um, as soon as we ended, uh, I said bad trip, but it was good. It was just I could not be in that amount of energy with that amount of people because mm -hmm. um, I was going through a whole processing. And so I stood up and I went to the back and I basically had to lay down because I was going to pass out. I was going to hit the floor. Wow. I could feel the blood, you know, when you, your blood sugar changes or whatever yeah. and you just feel it, you get cold and shaky. So I laid down and thank God my dad was at the experience. And he had gone and he's so good. He was collecting some of my stuff and, as, and told myself, as soon as I hear him come back, we'll just make a beeline for the cafe door <laughs> and get up to the car. So I got in the car and basically just passed out. So that triggered a whole series of events. <clears throat> we were talking about how ceremony and different intensive journeys like this create activations for a person. And so right after that, and one of the things, you know me, Emily, one of the things I've been struggling with a lot in my spiritual growth is this boomerang effect or this pendulum swing between um, times where I'm really clear and balanced and in harmony with not only my physical, which is like food, eating, how I'm living my physical life, but then that contributes to everything yeah. elsewhere, right? Energy right. and everything. And then there's times then when I start to bring in big, big, what we would say, 
divinely orchestrated projects, like I'm going to write another book or I'm going to create another program or something. Mm -hmm. And instead of handling that energy in a balanced way, what do I do? You go all out, all over the place, drink, Drinking. coffee, <laughs> yeah. Mountain Dew. Yeah. So the staff energy. knows. <laughs> the staff knows that I come in with huge Mountain Dews or coffee, and anytime I'm doing that, I'm usually channeling or bringing in high, high frequency energy that my body isn't used to handling. And so what I do is I, to create a state of complete, um, like, intense energy all the time, I start drinking tons and tons and tons of caffeine so that I can bring through the energy, get it done and off my plate. And I don't do it in a harmonized and balanced way. So this has been, up until the cacao journey, this has been my pendulum swing. I constantly swing from one extreme to the next where I'm really good, clear, balanced, and then I go to drinking liters of Mountain Dew. And, and so at the cacao journey, basically <clears throat> afterwards, uh, it ended sun or Sunday, I basically slept most of the day, and then Monday came back to work and had a really hard time. I was really sleepy, started to feel sick. Tuesday, full-blown sickness, which really interesting. I I forget who I heard. I think it was Lee Carroll, who channels Cryon. Okay. Anybody who doesn't know, he's got a website, Lee Carroll, um, and Cryon, K-R-Y-O-N. He has some of the most, he's been channeling for, I think, 20 plus years, wow. like before channeling was a thing, right? And, um, and has recorded every channeling and transcribed it actually as well. I mean, you could go and pick a channeling from three years ago. Just go. It's a whole, just link, 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 link. Pick anyone, and it'll be, like, talking directly to you. Wow. It's crazy. It's out. crazy. Um, so I think I was listening to him at some point in time, and one of the channelings was talking about viruses and how when we get sick, sometimes in life, right, we get in these perpetual patterns. We get in these states of... of um, a spin where we continue to do the same pattern over and over and one of the ways that uh, they say um, this is broken from the higher if we're talking macro and microcosm right from the higher plan of our life purpose mm -hmm. if we're not getting triggered to um, right let's say do what you're supposed to do at this time in this place of your life um, will sometimes take on a virus, and a virus is considered a living thing because it can think for itself, it can, re it can reproduce, and, um, and the virus will actually change um, the, 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 the physicality of the body. And they say that the virus actually brings in coding, right? So on a, on a more spiritual level, that the virus is actually bringing in new coding. Right, and so it's changing us. It's changing that pattern, or getting us. It's breaking, kind of sometimes that cycle, and getting us into a new, a new coding. So an interesting way to look at getting sick. But so I got really deathly sick on Tuesday, um, and then Wednesday I had to do a field trip for my son, um, which was not good. And so um, I had on Tuesday night went to go listen to Dr. Bizjack's talk on a ketogenic diet, mm -hmm. and um, yes. You're, you smiled. You're going to be starting this, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so um, went to go listen to his talk on a ketogenic diet, and something about it just triggered. It was like, this is, this is it. Let's try this. It doesn't seem too far-fetched, and we'll talk about the details of it in a minute, but 
Uh, it wasn't too far-fetched from what I know. Some of the concepts are a little weird. You have to eat, like for my height, weight, age, body type, I have to eat 100 grams of fat a day, 1,100 calories, um, like 54 grams of protein and 20 carbs. Yeah, that's a lot. It's a like lot so much of fat. fat. It's crazy, and I'm a vegetarian. Yeah. Uh, I call myself a dirty vegan because I don't eat meat, but I like cheese. <laughs> and so, um, uh, and so, reading up on it. So on Wednesday on the field trip on the bus there and back, I was researching fat bombs because I knew in my diet I don't eat animal protein, um, and so I knew I'd have to get fat into my diet. So they ketogenic diet all these keto dieters basically post there's like hundreds of posts on fat bombs mm -hmm. um, anyway so I was researching all this and so by um, the end of the field trip I went to the store even though I was feeling really sick at this point I went to the store and I bought enough ingredients to make two different types of fat bombs because I'm like if I'm gonna do a diet I need at least to have something made so yeah. I know I'll be able to stick to this diet and um, and so I did that and then no joke starting wednesday um i i i started the diet and from sunday to today and this is i think only been or well, well really wednesday to today which is probably 10 or 11 days mm -hmm. i started at 122 pounds i have lost a pound a day I mean, I started pretty slim. Yeah, for you're my, so I'm tiny five. Already. I'm five three, so I guess you know it's not within the realm of possibilities. One twenty two, I don't think, is unhealthy or what. I think it's within the range. Yeah, probably top of the range. But anyways, I mean, I was pretty healthy, and um, and I have. I didn't think I had as much weight to lose. I have lost a pound a day. It's insane. And so just one of the things of the, the cacao, and the thing is, the ketogenic diet, again, I'll read, Dr. Bizjack gave us some notes, and I'm not a nutritionist or a doctor, I'm just the guinea pig <laughs> for all these wellness concepts. But I, I used, again, like going back to how I was before the cacao journey and some of the intentions I had stated, I pendulum swung. Um, I was always, you know, I was good, balanced, ate well, and then as soon as I bring in high frequency energy or something that was a part of my divine path that I needed to create, I would just spiral out of control and drink nothing but Mountain Dew. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and again, I've only been doing this for 10 days, but I can already feel that this is how my body's supposed to feel naturally. Yeah. It's, I'm never hungry. I actually at night have to pop like a fat bomb because, and this sounds gross for anybody who doesn't know ketogenic, but they're delicious and they're actually good ingredients. Yeah. It's uh, just getting high fat, no no or low carbs in a very concise <laughs> little, it, they're usually balls is why they call them bombs. Mm -hmm. But um, so like one of my fat bombs is cacao powder, cacao nibs. Um, uh, coconut oil, almond nut butter, uh, some grass-fed butter. So it's like got maybe one or two carbs and you know two to three grams of protein and then like 17 to 20 grams of fat. Yeah. So by the end of the day I had to like force myself to eat one of these which is nice though because it's like a sweet, a sweet at the end of the treat. night. Yeah. yeah. And so it's just, I wanted to, I wanted to, part three of the cacao experience, I wanted to say it was really interesting because we were talking so detailed last week about how 
an intense experience. And it doesn't have to be a cacao experience, but anything. Go look at your local yoga studio. Some of the weekend workshops they're doing or any, you know, there's so many mind-body places out there. Any of your local spiritual shops, you know, um, or oils or crystal shops, they're going to have great weekend weekend workshops. Definitely. And to just get yourself into the mode of change, right? Mm -hmm. Do something that's new. Do something that makes your mind think in a way that's different because so many times we need that trigger, that activation to come in because I can already tell you know, what had come through after the cacao experience from the sickness to then coming right into a total change in my lifestyle, which I mean, it's weird because it's not that big of a change, but it is a total change. It's, yeah. And it's so easy to follow. You just have to be somebody who can track your, you, you your pick out like five things. to six meals you always like, yeah. and then you figure out how many carbs and everything, and you have to adjust to see, but... I mean, it's so simple. So here, let me just read real quickly some of the ketogenic tips that Dr. Bizjack had said. So the number one is, <clears throat> what is it? It's a low carb between 5 to 10% um, of your normal intake. And so again, they have very easy website mm-hmm. that you can put in your height, weight, whatever, and it tells you. Um, and then moderate protein, 20 to 25% of your diet, and um, high fat, 70 to 80% of your diet. And for us females, it's so hard. We are so not trained. I don't know, as a young girl, I remember my mom saying, don't do butter. (laughs) Right, yeah, everyone thinks that fat's so bad. Yeah. But that's actually something that he talked about in the lecture. Oh, I'm so excited. I can't wait to talk about that. Um, and then the body burns fat instead of carbs for fuel. So this is the big thing. Carbs turn into sugar, right? And sugar is what gives us these insulin spikes. And that's why so many people, it's like you ride the wave of your carb spikes, basically. Yeah. If you're eating carbs, they turn into sugar if your body's not metabolizing it. And then it spikes your blood sugar levels. You have this peak of energy, but then you crash instantly. Then you go to grab another carb and your body just can't process. And this is a big thing um, for lots of disease and illness. Um, So who should be interested? This is what he put. Read it. (laughs) All humans. All humans. All All humans. humans. And one of the cool things he talked about is that... um, Dr. Bizjack is big on this tribal mentality and mm-hmm. um, what our ancestors did. And, you know, he follows a lot of um, uh, tri- tribes and their natural practices and, you know, the health and mind-body clarity of a lot of these tribes all across um, I think they're in the Africa, world. the ones yeah. that he really focuses on. Yeah, he just came back from a family trip in February, I think, yeah. where they went and lived with one of these tribes wow, again so cool. yeah and so he loves studying right like a lot of people do it's mm-hmm. getting back to the basics and it's not like we have I mean we're modern day humans but the the tribal mentality and how how they work and live and function because they're some of the healthiest mm-hmm. amongst us and happiest too and so um, when he talked about the ketogenic diet he said this is as close to what our ancestors did and so yeah. um, and so we're just going to trust in that. So what's the next? Mistakes people. So mistakes people make is not getting enough high fat intake. 
and then fat um, bombs. Yeah, fat bombs. <laughs> just make fat bombs out of diet. If you're gonna start, if you're gonna start a ketogenic diet, make like three different kinds of fat bombs to have in your freezer. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, getting too much protein. Everyone thinks that proteins like you should be getting so much of it, but you really don't need a lot. Yeah. So that's the Atkins mistake, I think, because this is a very similar kind of concept. But Atkins had a few things that he didn't do. Like you have to have good fats. We're not just eating mm -hmm. any fat saturated. Yeah. Saturated is that the bad? I don't know. Yeah. Um, so you don't go out to have a meat buffet <laughs> because that's going to spike your protein, which means then you're going to be out of ketosis. So the whole the whole process here is to get your body into ketosis. Yeah. And then uh, too much fruit. Fruit sounds like it's really good for you, but some fruit has too much sugar. So here's the interesting thing. Again, at his talk, he said, you know, again, if we go back to the tribes and how they functioned, so the fruit trees would only blossom at certain times, right? Right. Right around, is it right around spring into summer? I don't know. I'm not a gardener. Sure. Okay, let's just go with that. And so they would, um, when fruit trees or fruit um, became available, they would eat as much fruit as they can, but this would put in the layers of adipose fatty tissue into their body, and basically what it was doing was it was giving them the next layer before it trans transitioned into fall and winter. And so it gave them the reserves of fatty layer that they needed um, because sugar, and he did this really cool chart, like, um, as uh, I think it was over the past hundred years, the sugar consumption in Americans, and um, and sugar is this really slow process. So anybody who can uh, affirm this statement, like, last year I weighed 120 pounds. Well, this year I only weigh 122. That's not that bad. Next year, oh, well, I really only weigh 124. That's not that bad. Oh, the next year, oh, well, I really only weigh 126. So this yeah. is what sugar does. It puts the layers in and then it never gets rid of it because it just keeps spiking. And then you put more sugar into your body to get the fuel, which is carbs. We're talking carbs here and sugar and fruit and all this. And so basically that's the pattern that we've been in where it's like if every year of your life you just put on a few pounds and you wonder <laughs> why yeah. why you're now, you know, 30 pounds heavier from, you know, 20 years ago or whatever, this is the process of too much sugar in our diet. Mm -hmm. And so fruit, um, fruit being uh, one of these that it's good in moderation. And so there's also being a strict ketosis diet, doing a ketogenic diet that's very strict for people who have disease mm -hmm. and illness. Um, they say that the ketogenic diet, again, I'm not a doctor, but this is what they were talking about, that um, it can starve things like cancer and help reverse. I know we just had somebody at, a, at Walden for a five-day wellness retreat, and she, had she has Parkinson's, and, um, and she's doing a full-blown ketogenic diet to control Parkinson's. And so, you know, if you do a very strict ketogenic diet, mm -hmm. then um, and keep yourself in ketosis all the time, then it can starve disease basically out of the body. That's what they say. And then um, there are other levels where you can just be um, in more mild levels of ketosis, where you're in weight loss, mm -hmm. <laughs> crazy weight loss, and which I think I'm experiencing right now. And um, and 
Yes, and then you can also have, he, Dr. Vizjak said, you know, he did it very hardcore for like a year or something. Yeah. And he said after that now, he says, I'll have a fruit smoothie in the morning if I know I'm going to go work out and burn all that fruit off right away because it's right. very easily burned off. Um, yeah, he's sugar. so like ketosis-ish. Ketosis-ish. <laughs> something like that. It's very hard for a dyslexic person. <laughs> okay, continue. What's the next mistake? Okay, so jumping in too hard or too fast. So like make sure like you get everything like you need. Don't like say like I need. Don't don't like just jump in one day. Get all your ingredients. Know what you're going into. Know Do what your calories math. you need to eat and everything. Yeah. So from yeah. somebody who just did this, and I'd say <laughs> I jumped in, but I think I jumped in because of the process. I had a huge ceremony that was severe yeah. integration to my body and it was like I had to change or I was going to die probably. A uh, little exaggeration. <laughs> and so I jumped right in but again I kind of did that same thing on the bus on Wednesday. Yeah. I was getting the recipe. I wrote down all the ingredients that I had to go get it. Uh, mustard seed, right? <laughs> Before I could go home and know I could start the ketogenic diet. Yeah. And then I think the most helpful thing for me was to write down um, some of the things that I ate and then to research it. Again, being a vegetarian, it's harder because I don't have a chicken breast or something that I can fall back on. Right. You know, a salmon, whatever, steak, do they call salmon steaks? You know, those are very easy ways to get high fat, mm -hmm. some protein. But so, but I found, I found such easy, I mean, I've been pretty consistent with a few five meals that I've been interchanging right now just because I love it so much yeah but I'm sure I'll explore more but it's yeah. just been so easy for the beginning right now that's good good yeah and uh the other one is like don't stress yourself out because that's not gonna help your keto diet and your body needs to be balanced yeah stress actually adversely affects the the, the reabsorption of the, the ketones that are produced, I think. So when your body, I think they say it takes three to four weeks because you start, your body starts just purging ketones and you get bad breath. Well, I, it's like metally acetone, they call it fruit loop breath. Like the sides of my tongues are really weird feeling right now because I'm in between this two to three week period where my body's just dumping ketones and they dump it out of urine, your urinary, your urine and then your mouth you breathe it and then after three-ish four-ish weeks your body starts reabsorbing the ketones and so but stress will affect that so if you're constantly worried about you know if you're not doing this for a disease reversal oh my gosh it's break time already that's station break welcome to karma radio it's our camera is it already 30 minutes this always happens to us Dr. Roy, my husband, says that it's already 25 minutes in. Because right. that's just how much we like to hear ourselves talk. Thank you, Karma listeners. <laughs> K-R-M-A with Tennessee and Emily, Wellness Radio. Okay, so, <clears throat> um, yeah, so don't stress yourself out because it'll just, uh, it will lead to adverse effects. And nobody needs more stress in their life. Yeah, <laughs> So what else does it say? Oh, and then he gives books. Yeah, he writes on some books and some apps, um, like MyFitnessPal, to help track your foods your like, the first couple weeks. And uh, he did talk about, like, just go on to, like, podcasts and type in, like, the keto diet. And he said there's so many good podcasts. Yeah, so many helpful. It's so easy. I mean, I have questions. I, you know, a few days in, I'm eating so much fat, and it's so weird for my 
my mental body to think I'm eating so much fat. And I'm like, I type into Google, is it okay to eat so much? <laughs> like those fat balls, I made them yesterday and like just eating them, they like taste like so fatty and oily. I'm like, is this, this good? Is okay. Well, Emily, if you have not cut your carbs, yeah. I read it on one website. Because <laughs> Johnny, Dr. Roy, my husband, he's went and ate one of my fat bombs. And yeah. I'm like, Johnny, I'm like, do not eat the fat bomb. It says <laughs> everywhere, if you're not cutting carbs, do not eat the fat bombs. It's the easiest way to gain instant weight. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know, right? <laughs> and here we're trying to get Mexi sexy for a Puerto Vallarta in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I digress. Anyways, okay, so Emily, you come to us from attending. We're just gonna talk up Dr. Biz Jack yeah, today. Yeah, all day. He had a lecture last night that we have been waiting for since January. It's what was it called? The something myths or something that yeah, like the new beginning of your like health world. So what he wanted to do was create like a new paradigm um, for everyone that came of a new uh, seeing the healthcare in a different way. Yeah, so it was all yeah. about modern medical practices mm -hmm. and doctors in this medical industry. Um, so he had, oh, go ahead. Do, do you You're remember right. the first part? I think he said something like he had gone to multiple doctors um, over an extended period of time asking certain questions, and he kept getting yeah. the same answer. Do you have that information? Yeah, so he kept asking them about uh, the food because um, he asked multiple cancer doctors about, like, the food that they should be eating and everything, mm -hmm. and they kept saying, Oh, just eat sugar. You need to get fat. You need to like keep that weight on. Get fat get because fat. through chemo treatment and everything, the patient loses weight. Is that correct? Right. right. And so all these doctors would tell him, and yeah, eat sugar, eat ice cream, eat pizza. That happens to me too. Milkshake. Yeah. All that happened. You got the same diagnosis with Nana. Yeah. They kept um, saying that. They're like, oh, drink Pediasure all day long. Take ten of those. Have ice cream and milkshakes. Oh my goodness. And. So he was like, but that doesn't make sense. Like all res all the research that I'm looking at shows that cancer cancer um, loves sugar and it gets fed by sugar. And so um, he didn't believe them. And, yeah, so yeah. that triggered him basically yeah. hearing that multiple times from different quote unquote uh, forward thing, or not forward thing, but uh, doctors who are supposed to be specialists in cancer treatment. Yeah. And then he hears this multiple times from all of those doctors saying, just just, just eat it and indulge and we want you to keep your weight on. Yeah. And so that triggered him to say, wait a minute, something doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, so he, um, he found out the four uh, things why doctors aren't like listening or like researching these things and they're just getting fed by the um by the prescription world of we've got my medicine. problems here <laughs> sorry yeah she's told the bottom <laughs> so the the doctors are all getting like um all their research and um learnings from the medical, the prescription industry. Mm -hmm. I can't remember the name of it. The people that make all the medicine. Yeah, so yeah. the prescription drug industry yeah. Yeah, is basically giving them all their giving research, them all everything. the technical data sheets, right? Yeah. And mm -hmm. telling them the studies and giving them. So it's a one way street of where they're getting their 
information, information from. from. Yeah. yeah. So the whole basis of this talk last night, it was a two-hour talk. Mm -hmm. So he did this, and this has been a big thing he's been wanting to do about talking about doctors and the modern-day doctor and why they just aren't getting it, and why they're not healing people anymore, and why it's this uh, it's this cycle of just perpetuating bad, <laughs> bad, yeah. bad decisions and keeping people in illness and just managing their discomfort instead of curing mm -hmm. the illnesses. And so yeah. that was the whole emphasis of this talk. And so the four main points, number one, he said was they're getting their information from the wrong sources. Basically, they're getting a one, one side of the coin here, and it's all coming from the prescription drug industry. Mm -hmm. is where all of their stats and background and research and probably, yeah? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And so going on from that, he was showing like stats on how many prescriptions are written a year. Uh -huh. And it's just crazy. Like in 2011, 4.2 billion prescriptions oh were written. Yeah. And about almost 10 million of those were written for children, for antidepressants. Oh and it's just so sad. So sad. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, it's crazy. And um, what else? Um, uh, the sugar. Going back to that. Going back to the sugar. So he said that how we were talking about the African people. Mm -hmm. um, back in the days, they had about 10 to 15 pounds of sugar eaten a year. Mm -hmm. But nowadays, us Americans and other people in the world eat 154 pounds of sugar a year. Is that per person? Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's probably the slide that I saw because he was yeah. showing that on a timeline how much more we're eating sugar and then how this sh underlying sugar and it, this is what sugar actually I think he talked about it does it has an effect on the brain of course the neurotransmitters mm -hmm. and, and the dopamine receptors and all of this right so yeah. I mean it's not just affecting these peaks in energy and our physical body and weight gain or weight loss but now it's I mean it's having a complete effect on our brain and when we don't get it then we crave it and I can tell you I'm somebody who again you know when I swing that pendulum mm -hmm. all I wanted was to drink a ton of caffeine to like spike my because uh, I would start vibrating because I'd be shaking because I'd be on so much caffeine but I yeah. get so much done I'd be going like the energizer bunny and so and then when that wears off all you want to do is get back to that place because you feel like you're mm -hmm. you're moving more doing more when it's yeah. reality yeah. <laughs> just feeding those dopamine receptors in the brain yeah yeah so that was like most of the first part of the talk and then um the rest of it he was just like trying to like empower people to like do their research like don't just listen to the doctor alone mm -hmm. um be your own guinea pig ah or let me be your guinea pig yeah. i'm telling you ketogenic yeah. diet yeah. <laughs> crazy and the cryotherapy yeah, that was really. I cool. can't. I can't say maybe it's just the ketogenic diet, but I have to say it is. But um, I've been doing the cryotherapy chamber almost every day too, which burns like nine hundred calories or something in three minutes. <laughs> so you're basically burning all the food that you ate. I know. <laughs> I went in without shoes the other day. Did I tell you this? No. <laughs> So they give you gloves because you're in a basically we call it the freezy pop chamber. It's like basically a cylinder that pushes in nit nitrogen gas uh -huh. and it freezes to below a hundred something. Yeah, like negative one forty five. Who knows? Celsius. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> and um, and 
So you go in, um, women are naked minus socks and they, you have these like clog shoes on and gloves mm -hmm. and men wear their underwear and socks and shoes and gloves. And so I've been doing this multiple times and I have a good relationship with the front desk girls now. So they trust that I know what I'm doing. So of course I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and I go in one time and I walk into the thing and two minutes in, I'm like, my toes are really cold. And she's like, are you wearing your shoes? And I said, no. <laughs> she's like, I'm stopping this right now. <laughs> right? My one toe didn't feel very good for at least 24 hours. Oh my god. I'm okay though. I still have a I still have a pinky toe on my left foot. Don't worry. <laughs> when I did it last weekend, uh, I was so cold like an hour afterwards. Yeah. But it was like just like my fat areas were cold. <laughs> it was so weird, but it was so cool. It's so. Did you dry brush like crazy too afterwards? Yeah. Yeah. I I actually think I'm dry brushing a little too hard because I'm <laughs> really into it now. <laughs> Because for those of you who don't follow the show religiously, dry brushing helps to, uh, anytime you do this, freezing, you know, the temperature, drastic temperature changes in your body. You're basically forcing the lymphatic fluid to, to remove a lot of the toxins. So the blood then goes and, and dumps the toxins um, in your lymphatic fluids and your lymphatic system is what basically purges those toxins out of your body through sweat perspiration, that is sweat, I guess, perspiration, um, yeah. breath. Uh, pain, yeah, and so that's how the lymphatic system gets all the toxins out of your body. And so, when you do these drastic, like cold plunges or hydrotherapy shower, you end your shower with a cold flush or cryotherapy to be yeah. as the extreme as you can, and um, it basically does that uh, really well, it cleans your system really well. And then, dry brushing helps to pull that all out of your lymphatic system as well. And reducing inflammation, losing weight, like, all the other good benefits that come along with it. Um, yeah, so what else? What was the, he was trying to empower people at the end. Yeah, so he was, um, he just wanted to say, like, trust yourself, trust your gut, um, listen to, like, what you want to do. Don't just listen to the doctors. Do all your research. Um, and he said, the thing that I thought was really cool was, um, you have to, um, like love like let love in mm -hmm. but don't shut out the pain because that's how you learn to like love and love so yeah. don't be afraid of that be vulnerable yeah so that's an interesting concept because <clears throat> i'm somebody who's worked in this mind body emotional field for i'd say over um, a lot over 10 years now well, maybe not a lot but like 15 years now and um and so one of the interesting things is communicating with the body Right. So as you um, as you start to go on this kind of as we would call it a spiritual journey or an expansion process or the consciousness process. Right. Mm -hmm. um, when you start to do that, your world becomes a lot more internal. You start to recognize not just what's happening to you physically and externally, but you start to really listen to the body internally. And it's not just the body and the physicality of how am I feeling and then questioning why am I feeling this way mm -hmm. as you just express through like pain mm -hmm. um, but then also through emotion like why am I experiencing uh, confusion right now and what yeah. in my field is triggering me to be confused or mental why am I thinking about this specific thing over and over right mm -hmm. and so you start to really hone in on that internal world and so I love that you know don't uh, what it how exactly did he say it let love in, like, 
because the you you need to feel the pain. Yeah. To love. Yeah. Let love in, but don't push the pain away. Yeah. And so you know, my mom had has severe migraines. Mm-hmm. Has dealt with this for a very long time, and um and and I did too. I actually grew up. I was diagnosed at five years old with migraines, which is mind blowing. I mean, if you can even start to think about that. But um and then. Uh, and then cured myself of it um, around my 20s um, but I had to actually go internal and see because migraines are much a battle of the left and right brain or the seat of the soul right. right and so it's a very internal struggle and letting letting love in or letting this holographic this yeah. more intuitive world in and be more of the uh, harmonizing balancing focus with the left brain that analytical and so um, my mom I've constantly tried to teacher because one of the things that I do because I don't get headaches hardly ever mm-hmm. but when I do I know it's a it's a trigger it's a frequency and so when you just take a pill to numb the pain you're basically and this is probably something you talked about last night when we take mm-hmm. medication we're we're just monitoring the pain response in that moment but we're not doing anything to explore yeah. why am i getting that headache in the first place yeah, like you're why just is hiding this triggering? yeah you're hiding it bearing it and so as you do that over and over and over then your body's going to develop the next level it's going to go bigger and better to get your attention right mm-hmm. this is just this is this is the uh, body wanting to live right and so it's yeah. going to keep triggering you um and so yeah i tried to you know i taught my mom a lot that I'd lay in bed anytime I would get triggered with a headache, I'd lay in bed and use the pain as an internal barometer and I'd start asking questions to myself because as we know in in this kind of consciousness exploration, mm-hmm. you're, everything behind the scenes that's playing out, if you want to call it your subconscious world or the subjective world or whatever it is, um, is so smart. It is so smart and if you just give it space to be present, right in in that moment and so anytime I have a headache I actually will ask it questions so any I'll ask you know is this happening because I missed something in my in my daily life Mm -hmm. and and so I'll say if this is if I'm getting a headache and the pain right now because I missed uh, a message something that I was supposed to do then make the pain go away and because your headache is a throb that happens, you know, every like five seconds, you're getting that ma- massive throbbing or whatever it is. Right. And so um, when I ask these questions, the pain will actually subside for a good like 30 seconds and then it comes back on and then I ask more questions and I use it as a yes or no. Like That's really cool. And so I play with it and then um, and I can't make it go away because to me pain is just a way your body's processing new new frequency, new energy. And so basically when I've gotten all the questions answered, then I say, please to God, just make me go to sleep so I can sleep off the pain and wake up with the understanding of all the consciousness I just tapped into. <laughs> but fun, right? It's yeah. I'm, well, yeah, Definitely. Next pain. time I have a headache, I'm gonna do that. Play with your pain, people. Play with your pain. It's just so important. There's this amazing book that I got 10 years ago. It's not light reading. Emily, you're probably going to get it and be like, what? It's not light reading. It is as difficult. And the guy acts like it's easy information. But it's I think it's called Cell Talk. And he's, a, I think he's passed away now. But he's a man who made famous um, cranial sacral therapy. And he was a revered doctor. And I don't know what his study was. 
Um, but he was very revered for his brilliance and knowing the body and the biology and how cell talk, right? How everything internally talks. And in his book, for the layman, he tries to, the first whole chapter is, let's talk about your Langerhans cells. Let's talk about your, your you know, mitochondria, your, your DNA. And he breaks it down, the, the, whatever. I mean, I can't even come up with more than three terms that sound fancy. <laughs> but he basically takes every single building block of this internal biological structure of your body. And start to tell you what they are, how they interact, what their purpose is inside your body, right? That's the whole first part, third, one third of the book. And then he starts to bring in the cranial sacral kind of stuff and talking to your body. And he teaches you how to start to talk and dialogue with these components of your body and how, and he gives all these stories about um, documented cases about like how people have cured certain things by talking to this set of things and, and listening and and figure out why you know okay Langerhans cells which I think are the like first aid cells from like I think they have something to do with I think they're the first aid cells either that or something to do with when we get sun damage I don't know I think they're like the first find cells for like when we're getting radiation too back to skincare days anyways and so like if we're talking to these Langerhans cells and like um, I keep getting I keep getting the white spots. When we get white spots on our arms, it's because we've had a, I always call it apoptosis. It might be apoptosis. I don't know. It's when your cell kills itself because there's no Langerhans cell, I think, to defend it or to stimulate the wow. tyrosinase production or the enzyme release to put that block on your skin. And so um, I have a lot of white dots on myself, my skin, right? Because I grew up in California and put sunscreen on. And so, um, you know, you can talk to these Langerhans cells and be like, okay, Langerhans cells, <laughs> what? are you guys okay? <laughs> I don't know, it's, I'm sure a lot more sophisticated than that. But you basically start to have conversation with the different functioning parts of your body. It's just a really cool book That's if anybody cool. wants a really hard read. <laughs> it's kind of like when you talk to a plant and it, the plant will grow better. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Consciousness in action. Yes. Oh, that just so opened cool. up a whole new... Pandora's box. <laughs> yeah, so tell me the thing you just told me when we came in. This is what we were laughing about. So what did he do at the very end? So he brought on these two doctors and he's like, now not all doctors think the same way as like most medical professionals. He like he pulled up these two doctors and um, they just created this um, business called Inspire Wellness mm -hmm. and they're doing more of the um, more natural, um, functional medicine approach, uh -huh. uh, and different thinking, other than just what they learned. They came up on stage, and she said, "What's her name?" Is Jessica. Jessica. Mm -hmm. She said that um, she had to completely relearn everything that she was taught in school, um, just because she wanted to be a better doctor. Mm -hmm. yeah. They both come from Cleveland Clinic, so Emily's sitting here telling me because we're constantly seeking out the best of the best yeah. to bring into not only Walden to have as. Um, as public speakers at Walden to educate our amazing clientele at Walden and give them the best information to have and live healthy, happy lives. Mm -hmm. But also then we videotape all that and try and podcast and talk about it here so that everybody who can't access Aurora, Ohio yeah. <laughs> for our 6 p.m. lectures most days, 
um, can then hear it and see it and see. I mean, we have such an amazing collective. Everybody who's there has been handpicked because they're just so amazing yeah. and speak such truth, authentic truth for a happy, healthy, loving lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And so Emily comes in this morning and we try not to talk because we like to talk to you guys here. <laughs> and so the one thing she was saying is, um, because she knows I'm always probing her to find good people, yeah. she goes, oh, you brought up these two doctors uh, from, and she's thinking, 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 inspire wellness. And I'm like, no way, Emily. <laughs> I just had a conversation with uh, Dr. Jessica, let me get the, uh, her full name, Dr. Jessica Hutchins, and um, was also introduced to uh, Dr. Daniel uh, Nidis, maybe? Um, and, <clears throat> and so, um, I've been uh, talking to their um, personal assistant um, or manager or something um, uh, for maybe two weeks now. Mm -hmm. And uh, and finally just, I think, uh, I don't know what's today, Wednesday, had a phone call with Dr. Jessica and we're putting a, a lecture That's on. Awesome. Yeah, so, so such a small world. And yeah. I love this because... Uh, you know, when things are right, things just flow and things are right. And it's so interesting because uh, Dr. Daniel and Dr. Jessica from Inspire Wellness, um, I guess they were introduced to Walden because um, they saw some of the material and concepts that we were putting out and felt it aligned very well to um, what kind of messaging and things they're trying to convey to their patient base mm -hmm. and so they wanted to come in and, and make a, a business connection with us so that we can um, help each other's clientele right yeah. and so <clears throat> they found us and then the interesting thing is to you know they did their due diligence and so they scheduled they came into Dr. Bizjack's uh, mm -hmm. Jessica told me that they came in and sat at Dr. Bizjack's lecture yeah. I think in March and that then they saw how amazing it was and they're like we have to be a part of this uh -huh. and so that's what inspired it all inspire wellness <laughs> and so then they contacted and here's the the kicker they contacted Biz Jack and probably they all got together to be a part of uh, or they wanted to support him in in this part yeah. of what he was doing last night. Um, and so here's the amazing thing. So another person is Abraham Neighbors, who's the son of the owners of Mustard Seed. And, mm -hmm. um, and he's doing so much for this just mind-body wellness. And, and all these people we connect with would basically give every second of every day with no pay yeah, to just anybody to just to help people. When you find it and you find your groove and you find your authenticity and what your authentic message is, mm -hmm. it's like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we all need a foundation and it's hard when you're doing this with no foundation. Um, but it's so, it's it's just so a part of the authentic message and the authentic person that they are, Abraham and and um, Rondolin and Dr. Bizjack and Dr. Jessica and Dr. Daniel and it's yeah. just like you know when when so many like-minded people I think are located within you know 20 square miles of each other just naturally I think that light connects and so it's just mm -hmm. such a phenomenal um, I think time for wellness and wellness. learning new things. Yeah and so Stay tuned because we're um, we're planning a June date, and I'm sure they'll come on the. I'm sure they'll love to come on the radio and um, 
and do some talking before yeah, they exactly do their lecture. Their concept, we were talking about it, tell me if this is good, because we like to try and, um, each of our wellness leaders has a unique gift or talent, mm -hmm. and so we really try to honor that uniqueness and, and bring that aspect of themselves to our guests, right, and the, and the population that we serve. Mm -hmm. And so um, when we were talking, one of the big things we were trying to figure out is, okay, well, what what is the uniqueness of uh, Dr. Jessica and Dr. Daniels, right? So yeah. um, we were trying to figure that out. And the really interesting thing as she was talking and explaining kind of some of the lectures they've done and, um, and what they really enjoy doing is that they really like to take a disease mm -hmm. or ailment and then um, and then talk about how that how you transform that. And so I thought that was really interesting. The only unfortunate part of that to me was it really pigeonholes. So if we're saying heart disease and like we're gonna talk about heart disease and tell you right now how to transform heart disease yeah. in your life, right? And um, and not have that be your identifying quality, right? Or cancer or Parkinson's or MS, right? If you're looking to discover more or need a recap of today's show, Subscribe to the Wellness Walden YouTube channel or go to www.yourwalden.com to access the latest content and videos from this show and more. The Wellness Hour with Genesee on Karma Radio every Friday at 11 a.m.
I'm Jonathan Messenger, broadcasting to you live from my home, where I record a kid's podcast with my son, Griffin. John dreams of inspiring other parents to create something with their kids. American Family Insurance is helping to make that dream happen right now. Dad, what else does a monster look like? It was so huge. John's podcast began at home, and your dreams can too. Learn more about American Families Home Insurance at mfam.com. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI, and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin, 53783.